0: Sometimes you just don't have the energy to prep for your game. That's why there's Weird Dungeon, W Y R D, an OSR style dungeon crawler from Happy Jack Games. That's J A K. Packed with these 36 pages, our 11 D66 lists full of level names, factions, magic items, and more. Back, Weird Dungeon on Kickstarter today at bit.ly backslash weird dungeon. That's W Y R D dungeon. welcome to wobblies and wizards i am your host logar the barbarian joined by my guest today max moon welcome
1: hi thanks for having me on much appreciated
0: no doubt it's good it's good to have you it's good to talk to you i'm glad to get to talk to you finally because i've got a few of your zines and uh they're pretty
1: (laughs) thank you that's that's one of my goals is I like making pretty things.
0: I like it. It works out like, so the one I'm holding right now is Fairyland and I backed this one on Kickstarter. It was, it's got a lot of, when I backed on Kickstarter, it came with a lot of like supplemental, I guess, what's the word I should be using? Supplemental pamphlets, mini zines.
1: People use the term ephemera, right? But like, ephemera. A, there's little like, you know, just a, a single sheet of paper folded over with the extra classes for our favorite games and stuff so
0: yeah yeah you seem to have covered you got some you got some stuff you want to you do this in trachea with old school essentials more dungeon crawl classics and then there's a beautiful little map here as well and yeah. those are a great little uh what's the word i'm looking for a collection of games there
1: i think <laughs> That's the ones that we play the most.
0: So you've done a few things at this point. You've got something that's actually just wrapping up Kickstarter. By the time this drops, it'll probably be funded by this point. Could you talk about that a little bit? Because I think it's an expansion of something else that I have as well. Yeah.
1: So 12 years is my like solo or GMless game. It's really designed solo first, but super fun. I think playing multiplayer. It's got rules for expand for adding extra players and stuff. Um and this is the first expansion for it, the Demon Lord expansion. So oh, nice. it's the, the known world of Fay area and things get a bit darker. Uh, but also it's not just like Darker. There's also weird things like you can run into the hierarchs of hell, and they're all like <laughs> concerned with the bureaucracy of it all. And they'll <laughs> help you out if you make a sacrifice, but they don't really care that much. They just want their titles. So you can meet a mighty duke or a great prince or an earl. Uh-oh
0: yeah i I like that that's interesting the 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 the, the hierarchical categories of hell
1: (laughs) it's super fun and that that stuff is very influenced by like the goetia um goetic demons and stuff so it's really uh really fun playing with some of those titles
0: Oh, I, you know what? I had a whole, I had a stack of those old books right here. I just, forgot. I just moved them. I was going to pull, <laughs> I got a, all the lesser keys to Solomon. And then the, there was the Pope Honoris, and all those other, Yeah, I, I, I like the, that realm of weird, bizarre, I guess. W- what is that? You call them go. Can you talk about what you call the Goetia demons? Yeah. yeah, it's
1: just uh, that uh, particular group of however many demons, um, like you mentioned, the Lesser Key of Solomon, who will have their named in like the sigils for each of them. So I pull some stuff from that to play with. And uh, one of the things I love about that stuff, and, I, and this is also the same thing with one of the things I love about old fairy lore, is I think we've gotten a little bit too used to certain like archetypal ideas of what a demon is and what a fairy is based on media. But when we go back to some of the old stuff, we're like, Oh my God, a demon is just a guy with a trumpet in his butt. And like, (laughs) like, or like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So that's, (laughs) I just, I love how it really like opens the imagination up again, where you're so used to seeing like super macho muscular demon. That's like, got a neck as thick as its triple thighs and it's like henry rollins ate a boa constrictor or something whatever yeah it's the,
0: it's almost like a superheroification and video gamification that it, yeah. th- these things tend to just keep on evolving and building on these lores things like tolkien and stuff like that kind of give us some kind of Framework for what elves would go to look like in D anD D, but that's very different from elves of old lore. I was reading some Yates, as it's pronounced Yates. Yep. Yeats. Yep. Speaking of of the the gadia and the demons, he was a part mm. member of the the Golden Dawn and whatnot, yeah. and he wrote a lot about various fae and other things. And it's very different from what D anD D presents. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> that that's a huge inspiration for Fairy Lane. I think. Um, when we were working on Fairyland, I was reading a lot of Yates during that time and like collected <laughs> stories that were collected by Yates as well. So definitely a big influence. Yeah,
0: I like that. I like that. That's 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 an approach we've been trying to take with our fairies and our C game here lately. Unfortunately, we haven't really run into a whole lot of them, but that was kind of the pullback. <laughs> One of the reasons that we did. We removed elves as player characters. Is looking at how some of these old lores presented oh, okay. elves is very different from what Tolkien did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm curious, uh, I'd like to to talk a little bit more about Fairyland itself. And Fairyland you can pick up at Ratty and Kentatti. Yep. There's copies of that there, as well as 12 Years. Could you tell folks a little bit about what Fairyland is? Because like we said, it is a beautiful book and it came. I know there was a various different covers that were available for it as well.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. So uh, real quick, I'll mention this, too, because Fairyland is sold out. I think Riding and Kentucky oh. might be the only place left with copies, maybe Igloo Tree in the UK. But we're just about to drop a new edition of it called the Blobby Thing edition that takes a little bit more of like a 70s Italian horror inspiration for the cover oh, um, nice. and played around with some different stuff just to how we're presenting it. So there is a new edition coming out in like probably just at the beginning of March. I've got them all printed up and ready to go so that's great uh but fairyland is like a micro setting um is what we've been calling it and so it's a uh, collaborative work between me and kyle reimergarten who wrote that and i kind of helped with editing a little bit of game design stuff and um, we tag teamed in some of the classes and everything and then i did layout and pulling together all the uh, public domain art micro setting what we're trying to provide here is a set of tools like you can um so you can visit fairyland And randomly generate content, but there's also an adventure if you want to have like a starting intro to it. So it's not like we're providing enough that you could just have this be your whole setting you play in all the time, but enough to get you going on a visit. And if you want to expand, you can. Um, So there's tables on there for randomly generating fairies too to help kind of capture some of that fairy weirdness as well as like what they're doing and a different take on fairy magics really trying to push the get away from this idea of like casting as blasting and trying to play with that a bit more so i
0: like that phrase casting is blasting
1: <laughs> that's the uh that's the more family friendly uh phrase that i use than the other one but
0: <laughs> that's good that's good that's interesting now when We talked a bit about twelve years because we got the new version of the, the original. You have the original zine twelve years as well out there, and I believe that one was available at Ratty and Cantaddy currently as too. But uh, I'd like I'd be curious because I'd I'd like to hear a little bit of the Teenage Rebellion, the System Blower Army. But I'd like to before we get that far down the road. Could you speak to what the original 12 years zine is, and I think there, you said there was a so we got the expansion coming up, the demon on,
1: yeah. So, the original 12 years the, the premise behind it is that every 12 years there's a, a lich king that resides in the sunken castle of the south and wakes up every tw- 12 years basically and will like completely destroy the known world unless someone has completed the coronation ritual so you got to crown this king every 12 years to get him to chill out part of that kind of came from my feelings of like when creating this a lot of like just like straight up hopelessness and like i wanted to create someone where it's like you win by just like staving off the threat it doesn't go away (laughs) because things don't do they get better i don't know But, like, right now I'm feeling super hopeless. So, I want to make a game (laughs) that has this enemy that's not actually going away. You're not actually winning. Um, But, yeah, that being said, it also, I want to take an approach that's like a bit more abstract. So, you don't play as a single character. You're playing, you're uh, managing a party of four to start out, which can grow and shrink, obviously. But also, (laughs) your first party is probably going to die. Your second party is probably going to die. You'll probably go through like 12 to 16 characters. Over the course of the the twelve years, and one of the things with that too that it was uh, interesting to me is this idea of these a longer story arc but captured in a really small amount of gameplay time. So like, even though we can't make change in our lifetime necessarily, it's nice to hope that maybe over time there's some things still mattering. <laughs> I appreciate
0: that. I appreciate that. That's that's a pretty cool. No, we're talking about change. Oh, I, I want to change. it up again. Yeah, yeah. Teenage Rebellion and the System Blower Army. This is one I don't have, but it's for a Cyborg. Um, I'd like to hear about it.
1: <laughs> as soon as I got Cyborg, I was like, I knew I was going to be into it. But once I picked up and started going over, I was like, oh, my God, I'm loving this. I got to make something. And this was sort of like a, a white heat sort of moment where I was just like, I had to put a, like, ignore all my other deadlines and just, like, go to town working on this because I... I got excited to pull in some of my past experience of like thinking about I was part of a um, anarchist record label collective called Anti-Civ, which is short for Anti-Civilization. And it was a great group, formative part of my life. And taken from that and then also thinking about like the Patty Hearst story. And also like it was really cathartic for me creating this adventure, having like living in Minneapolis um, over the course of all the events and when the police killed george floyd and folks like Mm. uh reacting to that and so by the end of it i was just like oh my god making this i feel like i'm just like having such a blast so we've got Teenage rebellion system blower army system blower is like the glitch punk band that's kind of like anarchist whatever futuristic so it's not like anarcho folk it's like now things have gotten weirder and like teenage atari riot or something <laughs> and they are tasking you with creating a big scene kidnap the kid of like one of the big corporate people because that kid is a fan and so there's this whole thing you can either kidnap them or convert them into the cause yeah just like start a riot and <laughs> you survive the riot how much of the neighborhood is destroyed and how many of the cops go down and all that
0: i like that this is, this is that, that sounds like a lot of fun i we played we got a chance to play cyborg i've only got a chance to play it once but i really liked it building all it's kind of built off that mark borg system like uh vast grim we talked to brian colin on here about he's been putting out that sci-fi version using that and then you got all the what is it uh a pirate Borg and whatnot as well It's kind of a whole little ecosphere of games birthed up around that over there with most of the support seems to be in zine, the zine world out there that it seems to be popping up for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, awesome. And actually, uh, another thing I don't know if you've seen that I put together was the Abyss of Hallucinations that is a setting for Morkborg, but it's based on Alistair Crowley's Book of Lies.
0: Oh no, I had I I let's- I'd love to hear I want to hear about this. I was not familiar with this. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. That one gets real weird. That was also like playing Morkborg was amazing, but also I've pulled from like occult stuff a lot in my gaming over the years. And like the Book of Lies has been like a really wonderful text that I've used throughout time. And I was like, I'm just gonna set this book as like my framework and start building the system so we kick uh kickstarted volume two after volume one volume three is coming later in the year and the idea is that it'll be completed in three volumes and that's got i mean all sorts of weird stuff there's uh new deities based on like the deities and book of lies and stuff so we've got like baphomet pan tetragrammaton babylon all of them show up and there's class different a few different classes like uh, Mountaineer, offspring of Pan, sorcerer, or like seeker of the left hand path. So, yeah, uh, lot of things have multiple path. names. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> I like that. Uh, you are uh, we are coming real close on time, but uh, you're gonna have to come on again very soon because I want to talk more occult and game with you because you seem oh, to okay. have some interesting, interesting things going on there. And you got a great—I was like noting at the back of uh, Fairyland some of those. Some of the books in there alone, you know, I some of those are on my shelf. I'm familiar with what awesome. you're pulling from. So you got some cool stuff. I definitely love to have you back on in the future to talk about that. But I'm going to ask you one more quick question because we're coming up on time. I like to know and talk about how folks got into the games and yeah. when they, like how that led to making their stuff and what that, that path was like from our others.
1: Yeah. So I, my my dad started playing D D like immediately when it came out. And so like he introduced me to it probably like 1988, 1989. So <laughs> I'm like a little kid. And I was just so enamored. I remember like just sitting on the carpeted floor and there's graph paper and trying to decide. Like, I remember like there's a sword, but there's a skeleton in the room. And I'm like, if I go in there i'm probably gonna kill by that damn skeleton but i want that sword and i remember looking at a 12 and thinking (laughs) that is such a weird die i love it Um, (laughs) so that was my introduction but then like my family got religion satanic panic everything disappeared (laughs) so we like converted everything to like playing with legos with (laughs) my little brother so that nobody could tell it was D&D and it was like our own kind of like homebrew hack of it uh, based on memory and then just like On and off throughout my whole life, I've been playing role-playing games and it was definitely the pandemic that kind of was like, oh, now we're going to like double down and play role-playing games like two, three nights a week, maybe more sometimes at the beginning.
0: That's excellent. That's excellent. I appreciate it. (laughs) Could you tell the listeners where they can find you on the internet, where they can look your stuff up and maybe pick up a few things and follow you as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. MaxmoonGames.com probably the easiest place to find me i'm on like instagram and twitter too but like that website that's where like you'll find everything i've got my online store there you can pick up stuff i'm not great about keeping things in stock but uh exalted funerals another one you can pick up stuff usually there yeah and like you mentioned ratty and cantati for folks up north too that's a good one because i know Shipping can be expensive. So it's awesome having some folks overseas and uh and like in Canada to help stock that.
0: Well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk
1: to you. You too. Yeah. It's nice to finally meet you. I've been listening. <laughs> so it's yeah, this is cool. Oh,
0: Thanks. I'm glad to hear that. I really appreciate it. That means a lot to me. Thank you. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wildlies and Wizards. is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Crom. We're on Patreon. We can really support patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.